Uh, hello and welcome to episode 14 of MBS Virtual. I'm your host, Dirk Reince. I am the founder and event chair of MBS. Thank you for tuning in. For those of you that are not familiar with MBS, our goal is pretty simple. We want to continue to push the industry forward by bringing marketers together to discuss the challenges and opportunities in the industry, network and learn from each other. We've hosted over 25 events throughout the world in the past five years. And given the current environment, we've launched this virtual series to keep our MBS community connected. If you're on Twitter or Instagram, please give us a follow and feel free to share anything you heard today. You can use the hashtag MBS virtual and we'll be sure to reshare it with our network. Also, you can visit our YouTube channel to listen to any of our previous episodes including this one. Uh, I encourage all of you to submit any questions you might have for our speaker via the chat feature, and we'll be sure to address those at the end of the interview. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Julia Parsons, Senior Director, Partnership Marketing at Lyft. Julia, welcome and thanks for joining us. Thank you, really glad to be here. So what kicked things off, uh, you know, when we spoke uh, earlier this week, you had mentioned you've been with Lyft for over five years now. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your background, current role, and, and what made you join the company? Yes. Uh, so let's see, a little bit of background. So I've been obsessed with marketing as long as I can remember. Uh, my dad ran an advertising, ran advertising for a large magazine publisher and my room was plastered with my favorite ads from my favorite magazines, not to age myself at all there. Um, so I went to school for media design at UCLA, started my career at a creative agency, and then I moved into ad tech and consumer tech before finding my way to Lyft, running our partnership marketing team. And at Lyft, I lead a team of full funnel marketers that evaluate, uh, launch, and grow strategic rider, driver, and social impact partnerships. And the goal of those is to build our brand and drive business growth for the company. Great. Great. Um, so we've kind of all seen the emails from the CEOs of a lot of different companies, you know, talking about what they're doing during this time. Um, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of companies, marketers, uh, we've seen a lot of them change their messaging. Some have, you know, at, at the beginning of this pandemic, cut all their media, et cetera. Can you share with the audience kind of what Lyft's strategy was at the beginning of the pandemic and maybe how that's changed, you know, over the course of the last few months? Yeah. So right away we paused our marketing, um, we formed a task force, a centralized team that could stay up to date on the information from the CDC, local shelter in place orders, and the information across the business. Um, that allowed us to make sure that every message that did go out to the customer or need to go out to the customer uh, could be done with the most up-to-date information. Uh, and it also allowed us to move really quickly at a time where things were changing um, fast. The change came when we recognized that uh, transportation was still essential to frontline workers, the elderly, certainly drivers. Uh, so we focused on health safety and access. We launched our health safety program 
double down on our lift up program to facilitate access to transportation for communities that really need it. So I guess our strategy shifted from pausing to then taking action, but still being very informed. Yep. Um, obviously the travel industry has been significantly impacted. Um, you know, I think people are, are still somewhat maybe hesitant to get on a plane. Um, how are you kind of making customers feel comfortable about ordering and riding in a lift? Yeah, the, the safety of riders and drivers is really fundamental. And from day one, we've invested in products and policies to, to keep riders and drivers safe. With the pandemic, I think everyone's reevaluating what kind of transportation fits into their life now. And that's both in terms of economics and health safety. So one of the big things that that we can do through the app is give travelers a range of options. So rideshare, bikes, scooters, transit, so that they can make the best choice that fits their needs as well as provide the peace of mind uh, that enhance, with enhanced uh, safety features. For rideshare, uh, we really focused on our health safety program. So we have new health and safety standards for rideshare based on CDC guidelines. And before riding or driving with Lyft, all users have to agree to the commitment, which is they will wear a face covering uh, throughout the ride, they are symptom free, and that they'll follow CDC and local health guidelines related to COVID. And did you guys get any like pushback from the drivers of, you know, Lyft providing, you know, materials or anything like that? Just curious from a driver perspective of if there was, you know, how are you making them feel comfortable and things like that too? No, yeah, we've, we've partnered with, with drivers. In fact, in the early days, we immediately got access to hand sanitizer and products and things that could make the ride, um, that could support drivers and, and the safety of riders and drivers. Um, so I feel like it's been more of a partnership Sure. And it's both on the rider and driver side, also building the partnership between rider and driver to keep each other safe. Great. And speaking of partnership, you and your team kind of evaluate and launch all kinds of different partnerships. Um, taking a little bit more deeper dive into those partnerships, can you share any recent partnerships focused on the rider? Yes, yes. So I'm super passionate about partnerships. Um, I think they are incredible for building a brand and a business. And we've had several longtime partners uh, with Delta and Hilton. And one of the more recent ones that we launched was with Chase. And um, through that partnership, uh, cardholders get various benefits when they ride with Lyft. Uh, Chase Sapphire Reserve cardholders can get 10x points per dollar spent with Lyft. And they also get a one-year uh, free membership to Lift Pink, which is our loyalty program. So I think um, that that's an example of a recent one. I think what's also been interesting about rider partnerships over the course of this time where we're all having to respond quickly to the needs of the consumer um, is longtime partnerships like MasterCard, where we've been able to work with them to even do social impact work together. So um, with our partnership with MasterCard, we've been able to deliver over a million healthy meals um, to those in need in partnership with nonprofits. And then how about partnerships focused on kind of the driver? 
Yes. So the goal of the driver partnerships is to connect drivers to value and services that support their driver experience on the Lyft platform. A longtime partner is Intuit. We've partnered with them uh, to get free access to TurboTax for drivers and, and share important tax filing information every year. A more recent one, uh, and one that I think is a great example of two like-minded companies coming together and wanting to do something to help, is with One Medical. We partnered with them to uh, connect drivers to virtual medical care and access to free COVID, te COVID testing, which was um, uh, something that we were really proud of when we partnered. Um, and can you tell the audience about the uh, Lift Up program and any partnerships that are part of the program? Yeah, I mentioned that a little bit earlier. The, so Lift's mission is to improve people's lives with the world's best transportation. Um, and I joined Lift because it's a mission-driven company. And Lift Up is, it ensures that the world's best transportation is accessible to all. It's our comprehensive effort to expand transportation access to those who need it most. Access to transportation is, um, it's something that is core to economic mobility. Uh, the access to healthy food, access to jobs, access to the polls, these are all things that we find we are uniquely positioned to uh, play a role in. And so through Lift Up, we contribute to the communities that we operate in, partnering with more than 500 nonprofit organizations across the US. Uh, to try to help close that gap. A couple partner examples. We work with Goodwill, United Way, National Urban League. Um, and in terms of getting to the polls, that one's particularly important at this time. Um, the last election, over 15 million people cited lack of transportation to the polls as the reason, uh, one of the main reasons that they were not able to vote. So this year on election day, we're offering 50% off a ride to the polls up to $10 um, with the code 2020 vote. And uh, we're partnering with a lot of nonprofits to try and get uh, free rides out to communities who need it most as well. Um, a question around loyalty, like Lyft riders, including myself are very loyal. Um, can you talk a little bit about your loyalty program and kind of how that's progressed since the launch? Yes. First, thank you for your loyalty. You're in good company. <laughs> so almost exactly a year ago today, uh, we, we launched Lift Pink. And it's our loyalty program that for just under $20 a month, you get 15% off all your rides, your car rides. Um, priority airport pickups, relaxed cancellations, three free bikes and scooter rides per month and a few other perks. Um, and we, it was really exciting to launch. Uh, we got a lot of positive feedback on the program. We're looking forward to continuing to grow it. And as I mentioned earlier, if anyone on the call is a Chase Sapphire Reserve card holder, you have a, a free year of membership if you haven't activated it yet. That's great. Um, there's always a lot of questions about like new technologies, you know, a lot of different buzzwords being thrown out there. Um, any new technologies that you and your team are kind of looking at or maybe testing would you like to share? Yeah. So we, we're always trying new things. We have a culture of experimentation um, and an internal team of a lot of growth marketers and engineers who are regularly building and testing new tech. I think an area I get really excited about is how do you, 
how do you measure and get really smart about targeting? So the better my team can measure the impact of a partnership on someone's loyalty or behavior on the Lyft platform, the more we can invest in the type of marketing and partnerships that, that move the needle for the business. And I'm a huge advocate of um, testing new things. And at Lyft, a lot of that tech is kind of built in-house, but in the past, I've worked with partners like Axiom and Facebook to build anonymized shared audience targeting groups with partners mm -hmm. and test different marketing messages and measure the impact of behavior through a combination of first-party data and then coupling that with consumer insights surveys to understand what's, what's really working. Um, that's an area I continue to dive into. And um, I think we're at a time where uh, there's a lot of tools coming onto the market where we can test that um, from an identity standpoint, which is, which is really interesting. So one question that came in from the audience is, um, you know, you obviously have a lot of conversations with a lot of brands. You partner with a lot of brands. Are, are there any brands that you look at you know, for inspiration or yeah, innovation, I, I guess, too? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely, um, if, if my uh, first comment at the beginning of our conversation wasn't any clue, I, I find um, the, the way that brands connect with audiences to be particularly um, fascinating and inspiring. And uh, my favorite brand, of course, is Lyft. I, I think it's one of the um, most fun brands I've, I've had the opportunity to work on. But from a partner or from a, a other brands in the space right now doing really exciting work, I think personally I have found the the rise of the Peloton brand to be really exciting and interesting. And for those who maybe sat outside the Peloton community and then entered into it, you really see all the things that they're doing to connect with their audiences. And I think it's um it's really inspiring and it's it's just the beginning for them. Yeah, I have one myself and I've I've had it for I think since probably launch and it's just crazy how the the company and even the community um has changed. Um yeah. it's a great brand. Yeah. Um is there any partnerships that you guys have considered or maybe looked at uh in terms of the like the in vehicle experience? Um, you know, not only to help the driver but also to help the rider. Um, because I, you know, I just kind of envision if it's a, a trip to O'Hare for me, you know, that's could be anywhere between 30, 40 to an hour, you know, is there anything like even I'm just thinking out loud of something like maybe if I forgot to get a bottle of water or a snack or something like that, or, you know, some type of gaming experience. Have you guys considered that or looked at that? Yes. I think the, um, the in-car experience is such a, such a rich territory to think about partnerships and, and what the needs of the consumer are. Um, we've done a number of things over the years and looked into a number of things that I don't think we will ever stop looking at what does the consumer need and how can we play a role in order to up-level that experience. Um, one thing that, that we've found is that it is important to be able to scale those things and do them well and have them be uh, an elevating part of the experience. Um, and also the scalability of things sometimes is, is a digital solution as well. So we think about the connection between the rider and the driver, the needs of the, the rider, 
um, maybe based on their destination. And I think it's a, it's a rich category to explore partnerships. Um, and then in terms of um, your partnerships, I think you had mentioned Delta. What do those kind of look like in terms of, because I think I've seen previously, maybe you guys had partnered with Southwest and you integrated into their app, I think. Um, but can you talk a little bit about the partnerships with the airlines? Yes, yes. So we have a longtime partnership with Delta and uh, Sky Miles members can earn miles on every dollar spent on Lyft. And so that's at the core of it. And then what that allows us to do is seasonally throughout the year, um, as we know people are traveling more, have travel needs, we can partner to either provide richer offers or do something unique in a city or a market based on um, the needs of the customer, the interests of the customer. Um, we, we have partnered with Southwest as well in the past with their loyalty program our deeper and longer, uh, more integrated partnership has been with Delta and we are in the, we are in the Delta app. Gotcha. Um, and I got one more question for you. Uh, I think we've got one, maybe one or two more from the audience. If a brand is interested in kind of partnering with Lyft, you know, how would they go about that? How would they inquire? Yes. Well, that's easy. You can reach out to me. <laughs> And um, I will be bold and share my email. It's jparsons at lyft.com. Um, or you can find me on LinkedIn. And um, would it be helpful to, to share a little bit about how, how I think about partnering even out the gate yeah. and what the focus is right now? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I mentioned earlier that um, we're really focused on health safety and access right now. So if there are any brands on the call that are uniquely positioned to uh, serve the health safety of riders and drivers on the Lyft platform, I'd love to connect. And then from an access standpoint, um, it's, it's really about our partners and brands who are also investing in social impact at this time and how we might be able to bring those forces together. Um, I would love to connect with anyone who falls into that camp. And then high level, um, it's worth sharing that it's partnerships are fun and it's easy to kind of, you know, get together and want to do something, but they also take a lot of work to do well. And I think the best partnerships are long-term partnerships that are grounded in shared values and really a shared goal to serve the customer uh, and serve a need. And so I think of partnerships as less as, you know, getting a headline or doing a quick campaign, but really coming together to solve a problem or a unique need together. Gotcha. Um, a question that came in in terms of like work, your work from home experience, um, you know, obviously you have a team and Lyft is a fairly you know, large organization. Can you talk a little bit about your experience in terms of working from home and you know, kind of communicating with your team remotely? Yes. I mean, as a, as a working mom, I'll tell you a lot of different things came to mind other than communicating with my team when I think about what it's been like to work from home. Um, but yes, I, I care deeply about my team and also supporting them through this time. And um, I think what I found was just making sure that I was accessible to them um, and that I also exercised boundaries myself to try and demonstrate good boundaries for them. Cause especially in the beginning, it was very hard to turn off work and end the day. 
And it didn't help when all of us were still slacking each other at midnight and working, you know, nonstop. So setting boundaries, upholding those boundaries, reinforcing them and encouraging others to um, set boundaries. And then just being available to them to, whether it's talking about work, but more importantly, to let them know that I'm there for them beyond the work. And um, if they need to take time uh, that they can, and I support that. So I think it's been pretty fluid. Uh, lots of uh, kid interruptions on, yep. on all fronts. And <laughs> we, just, we just roll with it. Yep, exactly. Um, two more questions before we let you go. Um, can you talk a little bit about your scooter program? I wasn't really familiar with it either. I've obviously seen them all over the city of Chicago, and I think they put a ban on them for a little bit, and they brought them back. Um, can you talk a little bit about that maybe program? Yeah, so we have uh, bikes and scooters in various markets throughout the country. Um, they are accessible. I'm, I'm not sure um, what the specific question is, but um, if you want to go to our website and see where uh, scooters are, which cities they're available in, um, you can check that out on lyft.com. Okay. Uh, and then last question, I mean, have you guys looked at any type of partnerships with, say, an alcohol or liquor brand in terms of, you know, uh, decreasing the drunk driving or just being there, you know, um, in terms of that kind of scenario? I'm just curious if you guys have explored that or do you have any partnerships just, you know, promoting, you know, not to drink and drive? Yes, we um, actually, gosh, I'm trying to figure out what year it was now, but um, we have a long time partnership with uh, AB InBev and in the past, a lot of very public work with Budweiser to um, reduce the, in an effort to really educate and reduce the number of um, drunk driving incidents on the road. It, it ladders up to that idea of safety. You know, we want the, the roads to be safe for riders and drivers and we play a unique role in that. Um, and so we have partnered with several brands um, throughout the five and a half years that I've been at Lyft um, to make an impact on that. That's great. Well, Julia, I want to thank you very much for your time. I really enjoyed our conversation and uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, feel free to have any colleagues RSVP on our website uh, if they'd be interested in attending this series. Uh, thanks again and uh, have a great rest of the day, everyone. Likewise, thanks so much everyone.